Happy Valentine's Day 2021. Please enjoy this re-release of episode 7, our personal favorite, interview part 1 with our friend Jamar Rogers. Welcome to Fit Fat Chat, that's fat with a PH. We are a super funky fresh, real talk community podcast about body positivity, movement, mindfulness, joy, and frankly, whatever the hell else we want to talk about. Hosted by Ayana Parent, aka Black Addict of Be Free Coaching and Wellness, and me, Christy, aka Big Red of Zumba with Christy L. Ray. All right, episode seven. In this episode, we are going to be, most importantly, interviewing Jamar Rogers. Jamar Rogers. We're so excited about that. Just a brief introduction. You may know a little bit about Jamar from American Idol, where he was a semifinalist on The Voice. He was on Team CeeLo, but his journey continues to inspire. Jamar Rogers is a singer and songwriter, producer, writer, and most of all, he's just a kind, down-to-earth, well-spoken human being inhabiting a spirit that is just infectious. He has a project out right now called On God, I Got You. And we had the honor of speaking with him and we are so excited to share this interview with you. I'm on like a higher level of excitement. I don't even know what the word is. She finally actually did her research and now <laughs> knows how awesome he is. So true. Immediately when I saw one of his interviews, I was like, oh my gosh, we have to have him on Fit Fat Chat. Before we get started, we want to have everybody get into a good mindset. Do you want to do this, Ayanna? I would love okay, to take you it from do here. This. You're the yogi. I am the yogi. <laughs> I think the most important part is as you start to listen to us, just be in the moment. So let's do that together right now. So just wherever you are, even if you're in your car listening to us, just see if you can drop your jaw, become aware of your breath, take the tongue off the roof of the mouth, and really just let the body slow down, let it integrate into the moment, let your feet ground wherever you are. Are your shoulders up by your ears? Take them away from Rob your ears. the shoulders. Notice any tension in the neck and just let that go. And then from here on out, just allow your breath to really relax the body and bring it into the present moment. Because all we can control is what's here right in front of us right now. We have no idea what's going to happen in the future. Even a couple minutes from now, we don't know. Don't know. We don't know. I love it. All I know is I'm happy to be here. Me too. I'm trying to use that mantra in my life too a little bit more. Like I just am happy to be here. If you're happy to be where you are, how much better is your experience going to be to start out with? Yeah. And I started praying more, which is interesting. Not formal praying, like getting my knees. Just been so grateful for wonderful things when they happen. Before I ate lunch, I don't know, two days ago, something was telling me to stop and pause. And I did. I meditated for five minutes before I ate my food and just said thank you to everything. And that was so wonderful in my life right now. 
Why? Did your food taste better? No, Dude, just it was kidding. Fine. <laughs> no, it was not bamboo, our usual go-to. So I was like, God, please help. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I usually pray to the universe. But, um... <laughs> no, I, th- I think that's really good, though, to stop and It didn't have anything to do with the, the food. Yeah, it had yeah. to do with, like, I was moving really fast. And I caught myself because there were so many good things happening at once. Yeah. And I was getting really caught up in the rush as opposed to being so grateful for the fact that all these things were happening, including the retreat, including lots of other beef free things that were just going amazing some of which won't come out for a while but i know about them <laughs> they're, they're coming they're coming yeah it's so, so awesome so we just want to say happy valentine's day we love jamar this episode's theme is about love. we love jamar <laughs> and we love you and, and jamar. wow They'll know why I'm saying that after they listen to this episode. Valentine's Day is one of those things where people get like, oh, this is a commercial holiday. And it is a manufactured thing for sure. But why not celebrate love? Like, that's my whole thing. Yeah. And you know what? It's the best day to really learn about self-love. because It really is. Yeah. Here's my rant. I totally understand because I've been single plenty of times in my life on a Valentine's Day. And I get it. Yeah. I get the feelings that it evokes. And you know why? It's because it's the media that makes you feel like you should be with somebody. Oh, my God. Yes. Yeah. I think there's a lot of commercialism around it, which is what makes us feel some kind of pressure. Or you can also feel like if you're not getting something that you don't have value. And that's just bullshit. Straight up bullshit. Because you have everything that you need inside of yourself. And what I like to do is just generally celebrate love. At least one day. I think that's that's valid. And love is all sorts of things inside of your mind and your heart and your soul. If you don't have a Valentine, we would be very honored to be your Valentine. We are your Valentine. We We love you. Whether you like it or not. Yes. (laughs) And like I say in coaching... I will extend and hold space for love. I will love you until you're able to love yourself. But sometimes people need to have that experience being taught how to love themselves before they can actually do it. True that. It's kind of cool. Coaching program is kind of cool in that way. It should just be love coaching. Well, no, that sounds sexual. Never mind. (laughs) Go for some love coaching. Unless it's Jamar. Just kidding. (laughs) Not kidding. Hashtag sorry, not sorry. Come to be free for some love. Come in. I want to play some like Teddy Pendergrass or something. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And we got to go call Jamar. (laughs) So enjoy this interview with Jamar Rogers. Hold on. No, I already lost the connection. Call him. him. We're all we're all nervous. We're like fangirls here. Oh my god. Oh look, and it's recording. Calling Jamar. Calling Jamar. Hello. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, first I know, sorry, I'm really loud and really excited. Yeah. He's like, No, this is awesome. You're better you're better than my my cup of coffee. You're awesome. Oh, see, I told oh see. Oh my god, you get can you say like more stuff like that to me? Okay. Um But chug a lug on that coffee. First of all, yes. so I am really like excited and I've been a little obsessed with listening to all your stuff. 
Oh, you're awesome. And so I was crying this morning already. Uh, so this is how this went down. Christy got in touch with you on Twitter. And then she sent me the stuff and, you know, whatever. I was impacted, but not as much as I was like, I took time to actually listen and get right with all the things that you're doing. And so I've been crying since this morning. So I'm... Oh, my goodness. <laughs> no, it's a wonderful <laughs> thing, meaning like... Cry. No, meaning like you touched me, the emotions. Oh, that's awesome. And some of our pasts are similar, which is, we'll talk about that, but mm -hmm, we are one. Well, I just want to start off by saying thank you guys so much for having me. And for anyone listening, this should be a wonderful lesson in going after what the hell you want. Yes. Uh, because you guys sent me a tweet. You didn't DM me. You just sent me a tweet. Yeah. Like, hey, we want you on the show. <laughs> yep. And I was like, well, why not? You know, that's what I've been saying lately. Well, why not? Yes, so, um, me too. Kudos to you for making this oh, happen, thank and thank you. you for having me. Thank you. Yeah, we manifest around So, here, yeah, so. we're big manifestors. We are big in believing love in that. whatever you want and then just putting I it out in that. the world and then attracting it to make it happen. Hence my other text yeah. to you this morning. <laughs> yeah, well, yes. I was like, am I going to have to take your phone away well, from you? She was like... <laughs> I'm, She's like, you got to go I'm, slow, which I, I really, I don't know how to go slow. So I'd go full speed ahead. That's great. But. This is the year of yes. I mean, why not just go for it? I'm hella chill. You did not overwhelm me. Okay, so good. Okay, don't, good. Don't okay. worry about that. All right. All right. Thank you. Trust me, it takes a hell of a lot more than that to overwhelm <laughs> That's so. what I figured. So I was like, no, it's it's all good. Don't worry. It's all good. Oh, God. Don't challenge her. <laughs> I love what you guys are doing, though. I think that this is very timely, especially with everything that was going down on Twitter with the whole Lizzo situation. Yeah. I think that it is very timely yeah. that we have open and honest conversations about body positivity. And it's more than body positivity, right? It's soul positivity. Yes. And completely accepting yourself where you are today. I think that living in our society, we're always focused on what needs to be fixed, what needs to be changed, that we don't stop to celebrate where we are today. So yeah. I am very excited to celebrate where we are today with you. Yeah. yeah you said that you. so well. Yeah. Do you want to be a co-host? <laughs> <laughs> because you, you're pretty much you're killing it right now <laughs> absolutely uh, yeah. it really is nice to have that affirmed because i don't know i just hear people down on themselves about their body especially around like new year's oh yeah like oh it's yeah. just you know i gotta change i gotta do this again it's not just about the body but the body is a serious mind block to the rest of our selves oh my loving God. ourselves as yes. a whole so, yes. right because yeah. we're all spiritual beings having just human experiences yeah, man. Except we're just for, renting yeah, this body exactly man. You know, like. I know but then people can't like figure out how to lead from love in that way like you this is what you talk Ooh. about all the time I know See, better, this is why I'm like, preach. <laughs> it's just the body in the end yeah. and Chrissy's going to get into this but she was talking all about the mirror work which we think is so amazing that yeah. you talk about and do for the body positivity specifically because it reaches to the soul as opposed to just the external Oh my goodness. It, oof, mirror work has changed my life. Tell us about yeah, it. Yeah, let's start there. Man, this journey to loving myself has, <laughs> it has <laughs> been a tumultuous one. I didn't even realize I hated myself probably about three years ago. We are constantly, and I know I'm not the only one, yeah. uh, we are constantly right. beating ourselves up. We're constantly hating on everything from it's a bad hair day to uh, I don't like how I fit in this. I mean, we criticize ourselves so much that we're not even aware how often we criticize ourselves, right? Yep. Yeah. So I came across this book called Mirror Work by Louise Hay, and 
she just had me start being aware of how often I was talking shit about myself. And then I began, I'm a, I'm a huge defender of people that I love. I will defend someone that I love more than I'll defend myself. Yeah. And I started to ask myself if someone was saying these things about someone that I loved, would I stand for that? And I wouldn't, no, you know? No. And so I had to start, I mean, y'all, we could spend hours talking about childhood trauma yep. and conditioning and all that stuff. But I, I believe that I was conditioned to be a perfectionist. Yep. And I thought that the more I strived, the more I would earn my mother's love, right? Yeah. So I've carried that trauma into my adulthood, realizing that that shit is painful and it doesn't get me anywhere. Right. And so perfection does not exist. I had to look myself in the mirror and say, hey, I accept you today. I accept you and I love you today. And I'm not going to lie to y'all. In the beginning, I, first I felt stupid yeah. looking at myself in the mirror. <laughs> I feel so hard. I've been there. I've been there. Yep. Yep. Then it felt uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. And then uh, the thought crossed my mind like, oh, you're crazy. <laughs> like, this isn't going to work. Yep. And then after I got past that, then I started to experience the really uncomfortable emotions. Um, I, I started to cry while talking mm -hmm. to myself in the mirror. And then there's a chapter in the book where she has you address your inner child. And I probably spent weeks on that one chapter That's alone. Good. And I realized that that was the root of everything. My Isn't inner it? child needed to be nurtured. Yeah, yes, man. I've done that work. It's so great. I'm so glad you did that. It, it is. It's great. But that shit don't feel good. No. I'm not going to. No, I'm not gonna it's super it. painful. I'm but then it's like it super enlightening. A, yes. It is super enlightening. And I feel like if you are willing to go there, if you are willing to parent yourself, I had to basically, you know, I, I just met my biological father for the first time three years ago. Okay. Um, so I went my whole life not knowing where my dad was, not knowing what he looked like. I barely had a name. And so I, I was born with these abandonment issues, right? Yeah. And then having to, like, my mom was such a young mother. She had me when she was 19. So she didn't know what the hell she was doing. <laughs> and I realized that my inner child needed not just a father, but it also I needed to mother myself. And right. I needed to take a compassionate approach to myself. And so that's where mirror work came in. And I'm still working on it. I'm not going to act like we're all in the clear. No. Um, but I have learned how to speak to myself. I've learned how not to speak to myself. Mm, that's the key I've learned right there. that word. I've learned that I learn more from compassion mm -hmm. instead of being super hard on myself. And so I just also learned how to switch my thoughts. Like I've realized uh, that um, ah. how many times have we been sitting in traffic or you're watching TV and then all of a sudden your mood just shifts. You're like, well, wow, why do I feel so shitty all of a sudden? Right. And I've been able to trace that back to, well, what was I just thinking about? Yeah. Um, where was my brain just taking me? Was I being hard on myself? Was I feeling sorry for myself? Was I comparing myself to someone else? Oh, I was? Okay, let's fix that. <laughs> and then I go back to my affirmations that I see in the mirror, which is, hey, Jamar, you're worthy of love. You're easy to love. You're easy to be around. Your presence is peaceful. And I start just rehearsing this shit in my mind until I start to believe it. And now that I believe it, miracles happen, right? right? And who would have ever thought miracles. that the way you change your self-speak can really open so many doors for you? Like so, all of them. Yeah. Yes. And you are easy to love. Yeah. Let me just tell you. I said I loved you today. Oh, I never even met you. <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> See, it works. Yes. It works. <laughs> but it works. I will say that only because I know how to love myself that I can authentically say to other yeah. people that I love you. Oh, that's so real, though. That's yeah. so real. You can't see us, but Chrissy and I are, like, misty-eyed over here. Yeah. I was just like, <laughs> oh. What has mirror work done for you? Maybe you can, like, talk people through 
your experience with mirror work? Yeah, so I haven't done the specific like in the mirror stuff, but okay, we're gonna though. We're oh, we're gonna we're, gonna. we're kind yeah. of mirrors for each other, which yeah. is kind of cool. Yeah, um, we speak honestly and tell each other we love each other and pretty open love and honest. Uh, I think we've both helped each other grow. But the nice. work that I've done, I did um, similar to your path with drug abuse. I was an alcoholic for years and was in rehab, and I just couldn't let any of that go. And so the only thing. Mm finally that started to open that stuff up was to go back to my inner child. And I had abandonment issues and my mom was a cocaine addict, drug, the whole thing. And so I had to go back to that inner child and basically mother myself. So I had to do some guided meditations and where I actually brought my, you know, younger self into a picture yeah. with my older self and then my mother. So I had all yeah. of them in, in my mind interacting with each other and then creating a space in which they loved each other fully and wholly and then just sort of vowed to let the rest of it go. That we're all just functioning yeah. on this higher plane of spiritual beings now and we don't we don't need any other stuff. So yeah. I come back to that every time I like, you know, everything gets tilted off and I have emotions and I'm not healed completely either. But every time I'll get depressed or some stuff will come up, I'll come back to that like, nope, I'm a healed being now. Just like you're saying, I can yeah. move through this. So I won't necessarily look in the mirror. I will meditate often. Oh, nice. Hey, whatever works too, yeah. right? It's not a religion. Yeah. Yeah. I think that it's basically like whatever appeals to you, whatever makes you feel peaceful right. is yeah. what works for you. You know, yeah. there is no one size fits all no. approach. I think it's whatever feels good. Yeah. Yeah. But I like the mirror thing because you have yeah. to actually look at yourself. I think that's a Yo, tool. and you don't even need a mirror. You can use your phone. Oh, you right. Know? You, can, you, you know, you can. Oh, and we do. You can turn. This culture does. So that's a really good point. Like I'm this, telling you, yeah, you flip that those, camera around. Yeah. I've taken to doing it during difficult moments, too. Mm. So say I get some bad news, or I start feeling really shitty. I will go to the mirror and I'll be like, okay. Since I'm a co-creator with God of my reality, right? Um, something inside of me has created the situation. And so either it's a blessing or this is an opportunity for me to release something. Right. So obviously I need to release this feeling of inadequacy or this feeling of I'll never make it or this feeling of I just won't get there. Like I have fallen in love with my face so much. And that's not coming from a conceited standpoint, but just I feel like I can run to me now and, and have an open and honest conversation with yeah. myself as opposed to hiding behind smoking a blunt or going to grab a drink or just like not facing it, man. Because when we don't face it, it's going to keep fucking coming back around. Exactly. And until we deal with it, I'm over-repeating patterns, y'all. So I'd rather mm -hmm. just realize what the root of this is. I can ponder on it, meditate on it, and finally release it. Release it once and for all. Yes, exactly. And just for the record, Christy and I have both fallen in love with your face as well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Christy, what you got? To that point, I think, you know, like you're saying, whatever works for different people, our mission is to give people a tool, an idea. And if that works for them, go for it and run with sure. it. And if it doesn't, you know, yeah. there's other tools in the toolbox, but equipping yourself with as many tools and as many things as resonate with you at whatever stage you're at in your life, you may need to start small. You may not be able to look in the mirror. You may be mm, not yes. there yet, but someday you might be. Yeah. yeah. So. Another thing is like, why, why wouldn't you be able to look in the mirror, right? Like where, where is that pain coming from? Right. Yeah. I've been asking myself now, whenever I get like a self-defeating thought, I'll be like, well, who said? Right. Well, yeah. who said? Like, <laughs> and just by asking that question, it puts things in perspective and makes me realize, oh, 
my third grade teacher said this to me or, oh, that asshole back in fifth grade said this to me and I've internalized that and I believe it. Well, that doesn't make it true. So say, um, okay, let me just use an example. I have been made fun of for not being black enough before, right? Yeah, I've got Uh, that too. I've got that too. (laughs) I don't talk black. I don't act like blah, 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 whatever. Um, And I believe that. And it made me very insecure when I would walk into a room full of black people. Like, am I black enough? So I started Mm -hmm. asking, well, who said? And who said that that this kind of behavior is black and this kind of behavior defines this? No, I'm going to be me. I'm going to be comfortable in my skin. So, okay, so maybe some people have called you fat. Maybe people talked about your skin. Well, who said? This was one person's opinion. The only opinion that matters is the opinion I have about myself. So true. And so, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Who said? Who said? No, exactly. We're empowering that. Absolutely. Because it's like there's this they out there, but who 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 the hell are are they? they? (laughs) Let's go and say, who the fuck are they? (laughs) Who who is they? And why do we give... And why do we give this day so much power? Yeah, right. right. Why do we? Yes. Why do we give our power to them? Yeah, right. <laughs> to this yes. day, this phantom day. Right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. and sometimes it's culture. Sometimes it's politics. Sometimes it's media. That gets really ingrained. Yeah. Yes, it really, really does. And it's about filtering through all of that to be like, what right. do I truly right. believe about myself? Exactly. Yeah. Especially with like race and all that kind of stuff, all those filters. It's, it's everything, like, yeah, man. Everything. Like this whole bullshit with Lizzo, <laughs> this whole obsession with Lizzo's body size. Yeah. I just feel like Lizzo has come onto the scene and she has ruffled people's feathers because she's living her authentic self. Yeah. And oh, yeah, totally. I find that we as humans, we act from two emotions and only two emotions. We can really simplify this whole thing. We either act out of love or fear. So true. And fear, fear oh. shows itself as envy. It shows itself as anger. It shows itself as sadness. And so when I find these people that are hating on Lizzo's body size, it says to me, oh, you hate yourself. Right. And you really don't like seeing someone be free. You don't like seeing someone be comfortable in their skin because you're not there yet. So why are you projecting your bullshit onto this person that's living <laughs> yes, completely brother, free and authentic? Yes! You know what I'm saying? So I it's do! Like, Amen. <laughs> Amen to that! Oh my God! Yes, she's making people uncomfortable, but people need yeah, to grow. And, good and for so, her. yeah, and good, good for exactly, her. good yeah. for her. Yes, yeah, because yeah. this is where we are as a society. Society as a whole needs to do some mirror work. And we need to look at ourselves <laughs> so and say, yeah. "Oh shit, this is how I feel about myself." And yep. instead of taking ownership, I'm projecting my pain onto other people. I'm projecting my fear yeah. onto other people, and right. that's not fair. No, that's hurt people fair. hurt people. That's how it goes. Word. Yep. That's my shit. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So can we back up a little bit here and um, hear the bus? Let's let's back it up. (laughs) Yeah. Wait. Do you know Lizzo? Have you met her? Are you friends with her? Oh yeah. Hold on. Not yet. When you meet her, hook her up. Then tell tell her all about us. In my mind, in my mind, she loves me already. Oh yeah. Oh, of course she does. Of course she does. She is love. She loves me too. She is. Yeah. She is. It can't be easy having the world talk so much shit. I mean, you can be the most confident person in the world, but like after a while, it's like, okay, (laughs) okay. (laughs) I know. So, yeah. Someone says something about our podcast, our little podcast, and I'm like, oh. If they have like a negative thing, I'm like, oh. Yeah. Wait, I'm not not awesome anymore. Wait, what? (laughs) 
Wow, that's some real shit, though. That's yeah. real. So tell us more about your story. The um, first interview I saw of you was the one where you stripped down. Oh, yes. We watched it all the way to the end. We watched you all the way to the end. That was powerful. That's the moment I started crying was when you were taking your clothes off, not because, you know, anything sexual, but because the skin. Well, like... A little bit, a little bit, a little bit, maybe. I'm just kidding. Um, no, it was for, the authenticity for, for those, of your skin. <laughs> <laughs> hold on, hold on. <laughs> wow, okay. you're making a brown boy blush. Um, so, so that wasn't exactly just, a strip just, tease like, or anything. <laughs> to explain the concept of yeah, that video, let's, it's let's, just amazing. Context. It's this amazing organization. Uh, they do what's underneath, right? And they yes. interview. Uh, multiple people across the spectrum. Yeah. And while they're asking you to strip yourself emotionally, you're also taking off your clothes. Of course, you're you're left in your underwear by the time you're done with it. Yeah. So uh, when I was invited to do that, I panicked. I was like, oh, holy right? shit. That, that is vulnerable. About, oh, my talk God. Talk about vulnerability, right? Oh, right. Um, but I'm a big Brene Brown fan. Yes, and that's my I girl. really oh, um, yeah. believe that being vulnerable, it takes so much courage to be vulnerable. So much. And so I talked about a lot of shit in that interview that I hadn't spoken about publicly before. And I have learned a whole lot of lessons even since that interview. And so I'm trying to think. I don't think I had met my dad yet. No, I don't think that so. Interview. Yeah. So no, I mean, I like, my story had. just keeps going. Just to give it in a nutshell, I'll give you the Cliff Notes version. I was born to a single mom. My dad was not aware of my existence, but I took that personally. Even as a young child, I thought maybe my dad just didn't want me. Mm. My mom, she regretted having me, understandably so, when you're a 19-year-old girl that has your own hopes and dreams. And then, wow, here comes this eight-pound, six-pound baby that you weren't planning on. And I'm so glad she didn't abort me. She thought about it. I'm so glad she had me. Mm. Um, And so I... Uh, by the way, I'm completely pro-choice. That was not a pro-life <laughs> no, statement. Good, I, I just am personally glad that she kept me. <laughs> yes, um, and so, we are too. We are too. Yeah. <laughs> so I um, I went through uh, a lot of my early formative years with this identity crisis. I was molested between the ages of four and six, but I didn't admit it out loud until I was mm. 12. I grew up real squirrely on my sexuality. I didn't know exactly where I fit. My mom, when she remarried, we moved around a lot. You know, I've lived in 11 states. And so I kind of like, I had conditioned myself to thinking that, oh, things get difficult. I can always just pick up and move. And so I never really had anyone challenge me to stay and face my issues. I had commitment issues, obviously abandonment issues. I tried to kill myself for the first time when I was 15. I I tried again when I was 18. Um, me and some psychiatric wards, we know each other well. I've I'm with you, brother. I'm with you. I've met in some. In the psych ward. And I just think it makes us feel very, we're just extra special. So we yes. need a little extra care. I don't think we're crazy. I just okay. think we're extra special. Thank you. Thank um, you. I finally got a diagnosis, borderline personality disorder, which explains so much. And yeah. it helped me realize that I can make different choices. I can make different decisions. But I didn't get that diagnosis until after being hooked on meth for five years. Hooked on crystal meth starting at the age of 18. Found out I was HIV positive uh, when I was 23, 24, and which was a hell of a blow to discover in my early 20s. But um, I call it the gift of HIV because that was the moment that I decided I wanted something better for myself. And that was in 2005. And basically, I guess for the last 15 years, I've been making decisions that 
help better myself. Now, that's not to say that I don't go backwards sometimes. It's not to say that <laughs> shit has been super rosy ever since that decision. Right. Um, but it has taken me 15 years to learn what does not work for me, what does work for me. I was married back in 2006. That ended disastrously. I just got out of a six-year relationship with a very awesome person, but she and I just didn't work out. I've had my fair share of heartache. I've had my fair share of disappointment, mm -hmm. um, but I believe in myself more than ever. I know beyond a shadow of a doubt that I was born on purpose with a purpose and no one can take that away from me. And so you just you keep it moving. You keep going. Mm -hmm. You keep going. There are days that I wish I could tap out. Right. There are days that I'm exhausted. There are days that I'm like, God, what the fuck? <laughs> um, however, I've had a lot of those lately. I, I hear you. Real. Yeah, you know. Um, but I've also learned to just look at shit differently. Meaning, I'm just going to keep it completely transparent with you. Earlier yeah. this week, my emotions were all over the fucking place. A lot of old fears came to the mm. surface, fears that I thought I had dealt with, the fears of not being good enough. That's a big one here. Yeah. I'm not good enough. I'm not good enough. And what I'm proud of myself is once upon a time, I would have mistaken those fears as reality, right. and I would have gotten hella suicidal, and I would have beat myself up. Uh, but this time around, I dealt with it differently, and I fathered myself. I talked to myself with a lot of self-compassion, and I said, hey... Uh, I don't really know what's going on or why you're feeling this way, but I'm willing to sit here with you in it mm. until we figure it out. Mm. And that, for me, I pat myself on the back for saying, hey, yo, I learned how to talk to myself differently. I learned how to deal with myself differently. And I'm a strong believer in the fact that we need to celebrate ourselves as much as we criticize ourselves. Yeah. And so if sometimes you have to celebrate the fact that you got out of the bed this morning, that yeah. that's your victory for the day then yeah. fucking take that victory. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? It, stop, take it. stop counting all the things that you wish could change and wish could happen. And, and it's about being grateful now in this moment. I can make a whole list of things that I want to happen, or I can make a list right now of the things I'm grateful for. Hey, I have a very comfortable bed. I have electricity. I have Wi-Fi. I have a fridge full of food. Like, let me focus on those good things. So more good things keep coming. Man. Yeah. And that's my story. I'm sticking to it. Yes. <laughs> oh, my God. Wow. It's, I can't. That's a lot to take in. Like, I, I know. It's, it's a lot. It's, <laughs> I'm just breathing. I'm breathing so it in. Love. And I'm giving pause so that the listeners can also take it in. Because I think sometimes we rush so much. So you just shared so much important information. Yeah. One of the things I connected with that you didn't really touch on just now, but in some of your interviews, you grew up in a pretty religious family. Yeah. I'm a, oh, I'm a preacher's man, kid. Did. So boy, yeah. do Check I Christy out. to that. Christy's <laughs> wow. It, oh man, I, that would be a whole other topic. Yeah. Whole other what I, I, yep. What I will say is growing up, we started off Pentecostal and then we became pretty evangelical, but, um, Growing up with that strictness, right, all those rules, yeah. I also have been able to identify that that's why I'm so hard on myself. Mm -hmm. And I had to change my relationship with God because I was projecting all of my anger onto God and seeing God as this angry deity that I could never do anything right for. And that's just not God. That was just my idea of God. Yeah. You know, God is source energy. It's just pure love. Yeah. It's just love. And just so um, I have learned to, I don't know, accept love for how it is and what it is and not question it and say, okay, this is God. Um, the moment that someone lets me cut in line for them at the grocery store, because I only have two items and they have a whole grocery cart. That to me, that's an act of love. That's an act of God. And yeah. it's about noticing the small miracles every day. Like God is mm. at work 
every day through everyone using everyone and everything and it's not so much about dogma it's not so much right. about rules and and yeah yeah it's been a long journey y'all it has been such yeah. a long journey yeah. to get to this place there's a point in the video when you talk about you were at the hospital and you threw up mm-hmm. all over the place and you were oh, yeah. physically dying um yeah like how'd you get off the whole meth thing? Because as you know, me being an alcoholic, like I, that was a whole yeah. thing in another. You glaze over that. Like, I know so you're like, oh, it's no big deal. I got off of meth and then I was <laughs> dying, and then and here I am looking in the mirror, like ah, oh, it's fine. <laughs> I'm like, wait, what happened there? <laughs> so death, death is a very close friend of mine. I have almost died a few times, which is great because now I, I don't fear death, which is just a True. great place to be in. The day that I found out that I had HIV, I didn't just find out I had HIV. I found out I had AIDS and that I was dying. Yeah, yeah. That I was dying. Um, And that was a day. Oh, that was such a crazy day, yo. I um, I, <laughs> I know that was the other thing. We're like, and then he laughs about it, and we're crying. <laughs> Sometimes you have to laugh. Well, because I've been able to kind of step back and look yeah. at my life yeah. a little objectively, and just be like, wow, the hand of God has been with me throughout this whole time, mm. and I can kind of chuckle, like I can't believe I was stressed, like God right. was really protecting me and taking care of me, you know? Yeah. That was my catalyst to get off of meth, actually. I okay. I didn't go through a 12-step program. I didn't go to rehab. It was keep doing meth and die right. or quit and live. And so what a lot of people don't know is that moment that I found out from the hospital bed, I called my mom. And my mom and I were really estranged at that time. We weren't talking. She barely knew where I was. And that was the catalyst for our first step of healing. Mm. And so... I called her. I was like, they're saying that I have this thing. Can I come live with you? Um, I need to come home. And she was like, yeah, get here. And so honestly, it was the combination of her love and her Mm -hmm. acceptance. I joined a church at that time where I met a good friend of mine, Danny Goki, who is now um, a famous Christian singer. But we we sang on the same worship team at church together, auditioned for American Idol together. He showed me so much love. That particular church showed me so much. It was love that saved my life at that time. I'm not going to lie. It was um, love and a lot of marijuana. Marijuana gave me my appetite back. (laughs) It helped me. Is that a song, Love and Marijuana? You have to write a song like that. It helped me. (laughs) (laughs) That is the title, bro. It's coming. It's (laughs) coming. Love and Marijuana. (laughs) I love it. I love it. (laughs) I love it. Um, But it's just to say that love, and I hate to sound super cliche, but love is the healer. Love is what fixes things. Oh, man. And then that whole journey after finding out about being HIV positive. Because in that moment, I accepted it. But then it took me like another, uh, I don't know, seven years to actually accept me. When I decided to talk about being positive on The Voice, that was my declaration to the world. Like, this is what it is. I don't give a fuck what you think about it. And that was probably the most liberating moment of my life. Speaking your truth is like getting a weight lifted and it only brings good things. We're so afraid of it, but it usually only brings good things because it brings true things. Yeah. Because now you're in your truth. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I heard this really troubling statistic recently that 60% of people lie once every 10 minutes. (laughs) And I said, okay, yeah, that's a lot. (laughs) Um, It is. And so imagine how revolutionary truth must be to people. Mm. Um, we put these masks on, not just for social media. We have a work mask. We have a family mask. We have, and I realized I didn't know who the hell I was. 
I was like, I'm so used to being so many different Jamars for people. I have to get down to the nitty gritty of who I am and fall in love with that essence. And so I've just committed to living an authentic life and saying, you know what? Let my truth be revolutionary. Let my truth encourage other people to live their truth. And you've got to like, you know, you have to release the outcome. You know, you're not going to always be able to control the narrative or control the outcome. But I can go to bed at night being proud of the man that I am. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Let's all take that in. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not kidding. Seriously. Pause. Reflect. Be with it. Yeah. Because there's a lot of depth and there's a lot of journey in what you're speaking about. It sounds simple. This is serious struggle is. and journey. Yeah. It is. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's worth it. How many oceans are we willing to cross for other people trying to gain this love? And like, please like me, please like right. me, putting all of our attention into being liked and being wanted from other people. I just decided to put that love and attention into liking myself. And that has made a world of difference for me. And then here's the weird part. The more you like yourself, the more people like you. So true. So true. Well, the right people do anyway. The right people. The right people do. The right people do. Yeah. Amen to that. You finally get your tribe. Yeah. Yeah. That's how you get your tribe. Yeah. yeah. That's how I met you guys. Exactly. Hello, I know. Which was part of my crying this morning because I was like, oh my God, no, wait. He was brought to us. And I was like, yeah. just taking that in for a second. So yeah. there's there's bigger things coming here, I feel like. And yep. um, yeah. I believe it too. I mm-hmm. believe it too. Yeah. I was like, well, I was very excited for the universe today. Yeah. To let me see that. <laughs> and, and I got to be honest, I did not see you on American Idol or The Voice. But speaking of tribe, my friend Lori on Twitter is the way that I even found out about you at all. Shout out to Lolo. So she wants to know what your pet peeve is. Oh, what's your pet peeve? Yeah. Inauthenticity. Yeah. I can sniff someone. I'm an excellent. I can read someone very easily. Yeah. So I know instantly when they're being inauthentic with me, it is a turn off. Mm-hmm. But I have lately been learning that that is me judging them. And uh-huh. and True. so I've started asking myself, um, well, what are they afraid of? They're obviously Ooh, um, not being their true selves because yeah. they're afraid of something. And so I've, um, oh man, this is a hard one because I, in the past, if someone turned me off, I would just shut them off Down. like yeah. immediately. Like my walls would come up. Yep. Yeah. I'd just be cordial and then I'd keep it moving. But now it encourages me to actually ask more questions of this person. It kind of like a mystery, like, okay, so who are you really? Um, and what and what do you want from me? Because everybody wants something, you know? What do you really want from me and, that you're not saying? And it kind of helps me love them a little bit more when I see that, oh, you're just afraid. You're yeah. just afraid. Now, if we want to talk about something that's not as serious, I have a pet peeve for people that don't return their grocery carts to, like, the little area. <laughs> <laughs> That's really that awesome. really bothers me. Oh, that really bothers me. Um, <laughs> what are they afraid of? They're lazy motherfuckers. They can't like walk the shit back. I know what you're talking about because I've had that moment of like, oh my god, do I have to go all the way over there? Yes, I do. Oh my god, <laughs> now when I'm going to Walmart, I'm gonna have to walk that cart back. <laughs> yes, you do, girl. Yes, you do. Oh my god. Well, I look at it like this, right? If we truly believe that everything we put out comes back to us, right? There's Mm -hmm. someone whose job it is to retrieve those grocery carts. And I think about that person, the person who's had a long day, person who probably has kids at home. They don't want to walk all over this fucking parking lot to go get something you were too lazy to put away. And I don't know. It's a strange. Busting their ass out in ice and cold. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, I think about them, yeah. and I'm like, here you go. I want to make this a little bit easier for you. And I feel like I'm kind of putting something into like my spiritual savings when I do something like that. Like it's those little things. Yeah, it's those little things that you do throughout the day that can yield really beautiful rewards. You know? Yeah, spiritual. It doesn't always have to be like you giving food to a homeless person every time you see them. It's doing like the little things, right? Um, The little things that make people's day. I think can really make your day. But I know I completely slipped that question. Yeah, pet peeves. So. <laughs> 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 yeah. One more question before we end part one of this interview. And we're going to continue this discussion in our next episode. So okay. CeeLo? Oh, yeah, we got to talk about yeah. CeeLo. <laughs> I love CeeLo. I think that I will always see CeeLo as like an uncle, so a wise mm-hmm. uncle. By the way, I learned it was a rescue cat from you, though. That's cool. Oh. CeeLo had a rescue cat. Yeah, yeah. it was. Mm-hmm. It was. Mm-hmm. But then we never saw that cat again. So oh, I have no okay. idea <laughs> what happened oh, gosh. to okay. him. Mm-hmm. I love CeeLo. I saw him. The last time I saw him was on this boat thing in New York. And then we were texting about a couple of months ago. We were texting back and forth. So, yeah, he's a cool guy. The biggest lesson I learned from that entire experience, having him as a coach and being mm. on that TV show is that reality TV is a motherfucker. <laughs> That's the biggest <laughs> lesson that I learned. Oh. Um, and that you use tools, you know, like uh, The Voice was a huge tool for me to use for me to get my story out there. They didn't right. use me, I used them. Right. So that was yeah. the biggest lesson I learned from that. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. good. That's I mean, great. It was a- and you guys wouldn't be talking to me today. I don't know, man. I think think you would have found a way to win. Yeah, there might have been a way, but. (laughs) 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 You would have found us anyway. Thank you so much, Jamar. We're going to stop here. Oh, my gosh. I was like tearing up. I know. We had the tissues. I literally felt my heart open when he was speaking. He's so good. So real. Yeah. So real. You guys just keep this one on repeat. There is definitely more of this to come in the next episode. Lizzo, you guys, if you've not seen all the pictures of Lizzo. Yes. And Rolling she's Stone. Killing it. Dude, she's killing it. Oh my God. Just get out to her badass body. Yeah. Just 
get it's after just, it. Just get after it in a way yeah. that you're like honoring how fucking amazing she yeah. is. Yeah, and I want to put out in honor of our discussion with Jamar and everything. I want to put out there, Lizzo actually quit Twitter because she was getting trolled. Good for her for taking care of herself. But I want to challenge people to go to her Twitter, go to her Facebook, and blow it up. Blow it up way. with positive yep. stuff. Like she needs to know that there's way more people out there that support and are positive and that Good she idea. represents love, love and it. she represents us. So go, she does represent us. Go and fill the world with more positivity because we don't want people like that thinking that a few people who are assholes are going to ruin it. Look for, at Christy swearing. For, yeah, look at that. Look at that. Look at that. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, not sorry. <laughs> I usually say a-holes, but I just went and said ass. <laughs> Damn, girl. Ooh, I'm getting, a good influence. Racy, racy. I'm a good influence. I love it. Our the ideas are just firing today. We are on fire, but we're also hungry, so. <laughs> so we gotta go. And we love Jamar. <laughs> <laughs>